sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to today. It's me, Tate Stevens, and as always with me is AJ Kronk. Yeah, man. All right, today we got a good one. All right, this uh, this is going to go back, for me, it's going to go back uh, pretty much until I was six years old. Okay, uh, going to take you back a little bit. Um, I got a friend on who um, probably, I'm going to say, I'm going to brag a little bit because probably out of all the guitar players you're ever going to get to hear, this guy is in the top, I would say the top three to four guys that you'll ever get to hear, top guitar players that you'll ever get to hear play. So, uh, yeah, with that, uh, with that said, my buddy Eliza Chastain is on the show today. How's it going, fellas? All right. So, man, we got a lot to talk about. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good, it's just, we're just telling stories. So, um, we're going to start off. Now, um, who or what What was it in your uh, in your family? You come from a big family. Oh, big. You got, you, <laughs> you, you, got, you got a few brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, I'm the baby of 13. <laughs> My, Good grief. My, no. my daddy was an old-time Pentecostal preacher, and I, I think when he read in that uh, Go Forth and Be Fruitful, he felt like he had to do it all himself or something. So, <laughs> he I was mean, trying to fulfill the word. I'm telling you what. That's right. <laughs> so um, what started the music? What was it? I mean, just family? Yeah, I mean, mom and dad both played. Um, mom was a great rhythm guitar player, and mm-hmm. dad... He played a little bit of anything that had strings on it, you know. Okay. Banjo was probably his main instrument, but I remember as a kid, we'd sit around. Of course, this was before the internet and oh, cable yeah. TV and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. We'd sit around the living room and pass off the banjo to the next brother, and they'd swap guitars and the fiddle, and we always had an upright piano that was way out of tune. So yeah. we sounded like a hillbilly orchestra to start Ooh. with, you know. <laughs> but that's how we learned. Right. Um, I remember specifically when I first started playing guitar, um, playing music at, at all, I was seven years old, and my brother Philip was uh, pastoring at the time. He was uh-huh. a minister, and he was holding a revival in Kansas City, and I went down there to the service, and something just led me to go to the altar, right? Right. So I went up there and uh, and uh, gave my life to the Lord at seven years old. Wow. And the very next day, I picked up a guitar and was playing songs. Yikes. And I mean, it wasn't like just a couple of notes here and there. It was right. you were playing. I was playing songs. I was playing full chords. Didn't know what they were. Couldn't tell you what they were. But I was playing, you know, Hank Williams, wow. Your Cheating Heart. The very next day, hmm. and uh, so I always looked like any talent that I had was, you know, a gift from the Lord. Absolutely, so I, I believe give that. Thanks for that, for yep. sure. I, I so. believe that for sure. Yeah. Um. So seven years old, get a guitar. Yep. Did you know that was the instrument you wanted to play? Or did you just go, hmm, that's a guitar, I'll grab it? Well, you know, I mean, I didn't have a guitar when I was seven. So what I had to do was uh, be creative and sneak 
my brother Bob's Telecaster out when he wasn't home. <laughs> because my mom's guitar, she had this old flat top that I had to lay it flat on my lap, uh-huh. wrap my hand underneath oh. the thing, and strum like so to be able to play that doggone thing. Right. And it was too difficult. Well, that telly was... Nice and thin, had that little bitty old thin neck and them light gauge electric strings. So <laughs> I'd wait till I'd make sure Bob was gone. I'd pull that thing out from underneath his bed and, and play away, you know. That's now, did, did your mom say, Hey, did she hear you playing, or did somebody hear you playing and go, Hey, yeah, come here, come here, yeah, I come mean, here, sit down. They this the, is really good, you're, you're doing all right. They uh, they all knew I was playing. I mean, like I said, the very next day, I just picked it up, I picked up mom's guitar. And like I say, where there's a will, there's a way. You right. Know, playing it, you know, kind of sideways, upside down, whichever you want to say. So they all knew I could play. Um, my dad actually caught me sneaking Bob's guitar. Ah. And uh, <laughs> so he gave me fair warning, don't let your brother catch you with his guitar. Right. It wasn't long after that that uh, my dear old Uncle Charlie actually gifted me my first electric guitar. Wow. A 1968 Sears Silvertone. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't much, but by golly, it was mine. Yeah, you know? by God, so, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Was it was lead guitar? I mean, obviously, as a little kid, you hear all kinds of music. Sure, you know, you're listening to because your brothers are older, your sister, everybody's older, so you're oh, getting yeah. this total influence of music. It's like a wall of music from every genre that you could. Oh yeah, possibly hear. Absolutely. What was it that was just like, oh my, that that. I want to be able to do that and sound like. How does that guitar sound like that? Well, I can I can remember, you know, fairly young, um, like I say, probably ten or eleven years old, uh-huh. um, riding around with my cousin Belinda, my uncle Charlie, who gave me the guitar. This was his daughter, and she was a big bluegrass fan, uh-huh. and was a big Ricky Skaggs fan. Yeah. So the very first time I heard Ricky Skaggs and I heard Ray Flack play that Telecaster like that, I thought, <laughs> oh yeah. That's what I'm meant to do. I right. want to sound just like that guy. Yeah. Of course, I never will sound just like that guy, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll always strive to. You know? Sure, but sure. But that was it. That got me hooked on that kind of, you know, chicken picking kind of, you know, style. Right, so. right, right. So, so the 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 bluegrass country thing. Once you heard that, that was you were like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is me. This yeah. is where I live. Yeah. This well, is- you know, we grew up, you know, in church, playing in church, and my dad, you know, he wrote ton of, uh, of old gospel songs, bluegrass influenced right, really heavily. Right. And uh, so I was kind of into that bluegrass style to start with. And then when I heard that edge that Skaggs put on it, you mm-hmm. know, his take on that, I thought, man, that is, that's the stuff right there. Yeah. That's what I'm after. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, okay. So now you're about what, 10, you think, 11? Mm-hmm. Right in there. So people notice this little kid yeah. who can play the guitar. Yeah. Really? play the guitar right not just get up there and punk and plick and you know like you know kind of half-ass do it you can really play well you know what i mean so even at that age you're like hey i'm i can do this right <laughs> so you were very fortunate as a as a young young man and young kid to get to play on on the stage of the the kc opera yeah with tuffy williams yeah. um how did that happen how did that all come about Man, that that was you know for one that was a, a huge blessing to get to work on that show right. and the, the experience of standing backstage watching all the Nashville greats come through there it was a wonderful experience. The way I got hooked up with that show was actually at the uh, uh, 
uh, elementary school that you and I went to, yep. Hill, Hillcrest, Hillcrest Elementary. Yeah, that's right. Um, they'd, they'd always have an annual talent show. Yep. And uh, so one year, I think I did it just myself with a guitar. I played guitar, and then I played a little banjo number and uh, won the show. Uh-huh. And um, our school nurse at the time, um, she was the sister uh, of Tuffy Williams, who owned and ran and operated the right. Casey Opry. That's right. And so uh, Miss yeah, Kelly, but, our, our yeah. PE teacher, if you remember her. <clears throat> I do. I do. I do. Um, her daughter had a, um, I believe it was some kind of childhood cancer, and mm-hmm. they were having a benefit for her at the Opry. And so Carol, Tuffy's sister, was just telling Tuffy, so you got to get this kid up, let him do a couple songs, you got to hear this kid. Right. So me not knowing any better, I just got up there and I did my couple of songs and I didn't know whether to hang around or to leave or what and, right. and everything. And it was a Sunday, so I believe we had church. We didn't stick around very long. We left and went to church. And so Tuffy, he's on a mission now after he heard me. He's like, I want to get that kid back on the show and get him to guest and everything. you know. Mm-hmm. So he, he got my folks number from Carol. Yeah. And uh called the folks and said, Hey, won't you bring him up and you know, put him on we'll put him on the show this week, have him do a couple numbers. So I'd go up one week and I'd play a couple and he said, Man, that you know, we really went over pretty good. Why don't you come back next week and and we'll let's let's do a couple more tunes, you know? Uh-huh. And this ended up being an every week thing before he finally said, Hey, um, won't you just be part of the show full time? Right. Right. I'm a 10-year-old kid. I just wanted to play. I didn't, you know, <laughs> wasn't talking about money or anything like that. Right. I'm just like, yeah, to get to play with a real live band on a real live stage in mm-hmm. front of a live audience like this, you yeah. know. And that was a, that was a 952-seat theater, I think. So yeah. it, was, it was a big old place. Yeah, it was a good one. And it so fun. it was it was like a dream come true to get to work on that show. Absolutely. And um you know, the uh like I said the stars that went through there I, <laughs> the education of just standing backstage watching Ray Price and the Cherokee Cowboys, yeah, you know, with yeah, those three wow. fiddle players playing, just you know, ridiculous. Uh, Miss Loretta Lynn opened for her, opened for Conway, and, yeah. and just all these, and, and it's just you know, as as a young kid, you can't buy that kind of an experience to learn from the pros like that. Yeah, you you can't pay for that. No, that's that's no, priceless. Absolutely. That's priceless stuff. You can just be a sponge and soak it all absolutely up. Absolutely right. Um I remember going uh, because my dad played music and my dad would go and and dad would open up for a few bands that mm-hmm. would they'd bring in and Tuffy'd bring my dad's band in. Right. And just to get to go to the Opry was so cool, such a great experience and then go backstage and meet them and right. do all that stuff. So um and and here I am uh, I'm just a few years younger than you, so mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm standing there watching, you know, people like Exile and on these great bands yeah. and artists, and then then you get the people like Boxcar Willie, uh-huh. who you're like Boxcar Willie, how cool, yeah, how cool is Boxcar <laughs> Willie, you know what I mean, yeah, and just to see him in his kind of in his heyday of yeah. Boxcar Willie, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and people were freaking out, and and at first, you know, as a kid, I'm like, I don't get it. But then I got it. Yeah. You know, just halfway yeah. through a show, I'm like, this is awesome. This yeah. is really cool. So seeing that Lee Greenwood. Oh, yeah. Seeing yeah. Lee Greenwood. You know, Lee Greenwood would walk out and, you know, this is God God bless the USA, man. Yeah. This is, this is ju- I mean, you, you watch this man, you're like, oh, my God, this is the guy. And he walks out and he kills it. Great, great entertainer. You know, <clears throat> good guy. I never will forget he was actually at Tuffy's 
and had just written God Bless the USA. He hadn't released it as a single yet, but he told everybody, hey, see what you think of this song. I'm getting ready to put it out. It, it should be out within the next month or so. Right. Absolutely brought the house down, of course. And as soon as you heard it the first time, you yeah. knew mega yeah. hit here, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. But how sure. cool was that? So for you yeah. as a kid, you're just standing back there going and and watching their players. Yeah. You absolutely. know, watching his musicians get up. Yeah. Watching them warm up or do whatever and, and you you learn. You know, yeah. you're just like, Okay, so maybe I should maybe I should tune and maybe <laughs> I should do this maybe before you know, or whatever. Maybe right. you know, I can do these things. Warm up this way. He right. warmed up that way, and you know, he did great. I can warm up that way too. Right. So things like that. Oh, absolutely. Um. So you were at the Opry. You were at the KC Opry for how many years there? Oh gosh, I was off and on there, and from the time I was ten till I was uh, not quite sixteen. Okay. Because uh, it was just a, probably a week or two before my 16th birthday. I think I actually started at the show in Pleasant Hill. Okay. So I went from Tuffy's to Big Creek in Pleasant Hill. Okay. So and where was the Casey Opry? It was at the Inglewood Theater there in uh, Independence, right off of Winter Road. Oh, uh, okay. I yeah. believe it was 17217 Winter Road. Yeah, oh, wow. I think if so. I remember all those yeah. old advertisements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and, and just talk about Tuffy for a second. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who, I, I mean, he fit in in a lot of different categories, you know, because Tuffy was like Bob Seger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He even kind of looked like Bob <laughs> Seger. Looked a lot like him, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But Tuffy was, he he's a, a, a country guy, could just absolutely make the piano do whatever he wanted to. An amazing musician. Yeah, and just, absolutely. and he could just play and he sang good. It was just cool. He, and, and. You know his story goes way back, and and then even past the Opry with you know just for all the people he knew mm-hmm. um, in the music industry, yeah, yeah. Uh, from doing it <clears throat> for years. So just with that opportunity for you as a kid was that's huge. You can't pay, right. like I so said, you couldn't pay for that. No yeah. one could could give you that kind of knowledge yeah. and experience. You couldn't pay for it. To say I was blessed to be a part of that, to yeah. me, is a true understatement. Because oh, for sure. to see everything that I was exposed to at such a young age, and and thank God I had the wherewithal to pay attention yeah. to, to what they yeah. were doing. And I'm just so thankful for that. And, and so all the musicians um, in Tuffy's band, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he had some really good ones mm-hmm. uh, in that band, um, and, and some coming in and out throughout the years, but... Um, you go to Big Creek, mm-hmm. right next, mm-hmm. uh, which Dennis um, Dennis did a more there in, in Pleasant Hill. Mm-hmm. They were really structured like a like a true Branson show mm-hmm. because they had a they had a full time comedian there, um, but they did different skits every week. Yeah, and I, I can remember when I first started at Big Creek. If you didn't call by Wednesday to get a ticket for that Saturday night show, you didn't have a seat come Saturday. Yeah. they'd be sold out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, that was before the boats came to town and everything. Right, right. When that was the real, you know, popular thing to do. But yeah, they had. It was such a great. Um, I guess I don't know if you want to say a novelty show because they would do special shows. Yeah. They, oh, they yeah. still to this day do. Uh, oldies rock and roll shows, uh, those kind of things, yeah. history of country music shows and right. stuff. 
and uh, they do a fine job presenting those still to this day. And so. and like I said, Dennis and and, and uh, Cindy and, and everybody and De- Debbie Erickson, who's mm-hmm. been on KFKF for a hundred years now. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> you know she she's always there, and she you know super talented people. In Kansas City at that time, you had the Northtown Opry. Mm-hmm. You know, because Tuffy, because Tuffy, had, he, they closed down. They they had closed. Um, eighty eight, I think, is yeah. when he actually so, closed down. So they were gone, mm-hmm. but you had you had the Northtown Opry right. with you had Byron Jones and the Northtown Opry. You had um, uh, what was the one up north? Um, you had uh, Cousin Pud's place up in Laredo. In Laredo, yeah. <laughs> and then you had yeah, uh, then you had uh, Buddy Boswell, Buddy, show the Boswell, Edgerton, in Edgerton. That's right. <laughs> then there was the Cass County Opry down here in Harrisonville, just down the road from us. Yeah, because that was the May. Was that uh, that was Maze Maze Maze? Yeah. Yep. That's a whole another chapter. Yeah. Right yeah there, there and, and so we'll get to that. Uh, so big, you had a handful of of um, Opry shows around. Yeah. And then, of course, at Lake, the Lake, yeah. the, Opry, the, mm-hmm. the Ozark Opry's and stuff like right. that. But um, around here, we had probably uh, half a dozen yeah. pretty decent Opry pretty, shows. Pretty good quality shows. You're that right. You could go to and, and hear some great music and stuff like that. So you're at one of the better, and I hate to say, I can't say better, but you're one of the 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 bigger, actually bigger, because they were bigger yeah. than, than even the Cass County Opry. Mm-hmm. They had set more people and things like that. Right. So you were at one of the bigger ones then. Uh, and and how long was your first stint at at Big Creek? You know, I want to say I was there the first time, uh, probably two years. Okay, know, uh, probably two two and a half years. I think. Uh, actually, might have, might have actually been a little bit longer than that because uh, I ended up leaving Big Creek to go to work for the Cass County show, the right. rival. Yeah, not that I was upset at anybody at uh, Pleasant Hill or anything. But, right, right, right. But I had a good opportunity to go down there and work mm-hmm. on the. Uh, show in Harrisonville and um yeah so I was probably Big Creek probably probably closer to three years probably said before it was all said and done. Now um I started playing the Opry's and played the Big Creek show mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Cass County, right. played the Cass County Opry right. uh, with you and Angie and and Brad. I think Brad, was Brad down there? Meadows, was he playing drums down no, there? No, Brad never played at uh, Cass County. He filled in uh, a time or two there at Pleasant Hill when right. I was there. Right. Um, actually, I kind of lost track of Brad until we opened the show in Lewisburg. Did you go back to Big Creek before, before Lewisburg? Uh, yeah, actually, I... So I left Big Creek, went to Cass County. I was only at Cass County for really just a couple of months, and then I went on the road. That's right, you went with on. our buddy uh, yep. Joe Patterson. Yep, old Joe uh, went out on the road, did a stint in uh, Reno and Vegas. Uh-huh. And um, when I was in Reno, I was very privileged to get to play. Uh, we were there for two weeks, and the way they'd work those shows out there at the Nugget. Was they would uh, they'd have all your amps and everything set up on these little risers that had wheels on them, and so we would play an hour or fifty minutes, mm-hmm. and then they'd roll our stuff behind a curtain, and the next out would act would roll out. Mm-hmm. They'd play fifty minutes. We had ten minutes in between shows, and just so happened that the week I was out there, Freddie Powers. I don't know if you know Freddie Powers. I, I okay. The name the name sounds familiar. Okay. Great songwriter. He wrote uh, "You've Got a Friend in California" for Haggard, and okay, and he's had a bunch of uh, stuff recorded by Willie. And okay, great, great singer songwriter, and and he he would play 
I never will forget, he had this ovation, and he would just flat beat the tar out of that thing. But for every note, he could play a different chord. He was just kind of mm-hmm. one of those guys, just knew that neck, you know. Right. And so it was impressive for me to watch him play because I'd never seen anybody play that real chunka chunka Western swing style. Mm-hmm. But in his band, he had Engelbert Humperdinck's drummer. <laughs> he had Milton Quackenbush, who was playing piano for Merle Haggard at the time. So wow. he was playing key bass and piano. And he wow. had Scott Joss, who was just inducted into the National Fiddle uh, Players Hall of Fame. <laughs> Uh, he was playing fiddle, and at the time, he was working for Dwight Yoakam. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was a great band. I yeah. mean, no, it yeah, was yeah. great Western swing, and it was the first time I'd really been exposed to a heavy dose of Western swing was that those two weeks we were out there. And, right. Well, Freddie, you know, I was a young guy. I was, uh, I was 19 by that time because, I j- stupid me, I just got married and decided, hey, let's go play on the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was I yeah. thinking? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that the last— Stupid for going on the road or getting married. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, I don't think she, I don't think she's going to listen to it. So That's you can okay. say whatever you want. <laughs> no. We've been together. Well, actually, we've been married thirty years now. So I'd say that was a, that was yeah. the wise decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. So, but anyway, <laughs> that uh, that last week, Freddie actually asked me, and this was such an honor for me. He said, "Hey, Elijah, you, you know what do you think about sitting in with me and the boys this last week out here?" Man, I could have died and went to heaven right then. You know, right. it's like this is awesome. You know, so. You know, as a guitar player, and especially as a young guy, you know, when you're trying to, when you're learning licks, you want to throw them all out there, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, there's a, there's a time where it comes to, you know, you better play tasteful. Yeah. And when you're playing with the big dogs, you dang well better play tasteful. So that right. whole week I was intimidated, loving every minute of it, but at the same time, I didn't play one note unnecessarily unless somebody <laughs> looked at me to play. And then I would play my best, and I would stop and get back on my paper, you know, and i yeah. just play rhythm the rest of the time. And I never will forget that uh, Freddie took me aside after we were done, and we were packing our stuff. He was packing his stuff, and he put his arm around me, and he says, Lydie, he says, man, he says, you're a really, really good little guitar player. He says, but if you want to be a great one, you better go home and learn how to play some chords. And I took it as though he thought I was overplaying. You know, I uh-huh. just I just instantly took it that way because you know here I'm a youngster and right. I've been may have been accused of overplaying once or twice. Well. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, taste is one of those things you gradually learn, right? Right. right. But um, but as soon as I got back to town, of course, I went back to the Cass County Opry, and when I left there, uh, they had hired a gentleman by the name of Terry Mays. Yeah. Terry had played with the Plummer family down in Branson and traveled all over the the states playing in different road bands. He played at the 95 Club oh, with yeah. Clayton Howerton and all those oh, guys. Yeah. I mean, he was legit, man. He was the real deal. Uh-huh. As soon as I heard him play and I heard the chords and then started seeing the lead lines that he was playing around the chords, it like instantly clicked. That's what he meant. Yeah, Freddie wasn't he wasn't putting me down. He wasn't dogging me. He was giving me some of the best advice yeah. that anybody has ever given me in my in my musical career. Yeah. And so Terry and I just uh, we became buddies, and I picked his brain for every lick that I possibly could. Right. Right. And uh, just what a fine player. And uh, that's where I learned how to play twin guitars was with Terry Mays. Mm-hmm. And um, man, he and I would get together, and he, it was funny because over the course of you know, the last 20 years or so, we may go three years without seeing each other. And then we get together for a jam session or something or a benefit show. And 
Yeah. We sit next to each other and we start playing that twin guitar. And it's just like we'd been playing six nights a week at some old honky tonk <laughs> yeah. somewhere, you know? Yeah. It's good stuff. That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah. So then uh, you're you're newly newly wedded and um, and 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 I know the the Joe didn't he didn't stay out long no he came he was back yeah quickly he and, he'd do like six weeks at a time two weeks in yeah. I went out six weeks and when we got back I'm like I'm done yeah I'm but, good you know. I'm good um, okay so you then you went back to to Cass County mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. okay um, which now. <clears throat> You get the the information and, and the the knowledge given to you, right? Um, you know, hey, you need to you want to be great. Mm-hmm. So you you take that information and you're just like, okay, I'm going to do what I can do to be the best I can be. Sure, right? Your craft is is really just a part of you. Yeah. Now we talk about tone. Mm-hmm. Here's here's my thing. There's a lot of great guitar players. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys who can play the strings off of, off of it. Um, but sometimes you hear him and you're like, wow, he's playing some really cool stuff and great timing's good. I mean, the feel's good, but just, man, they got to fix that. What is yeah. that? And he's got the best rig you can have. Yeah. You know, the best guitars, the best stuff. And you're like, why does it sound like that? Turn that down or this. And it's still, you can crank those knobs every way you want and stomp on all the boxes and pedals and whiz bangs and all that. And it still doesn't sound good. And I, I think most guitar players would say they're that guy <laughs> because because I'm still trying to find that tone. But I, I okay. So some of some of my friends that are are great instrument instrumentalists or or guitar players or whatever um, musicians they they all say especially uh, Colt uh, Prather who who played with me on the road for a few years he just said listen. You can have all the cool toys you want up there, but if you can plug in a guitar into an amplifier and turn the volume up, let the tone be half and half, just let it go and play, and it sounds good. That's because it came out of your hand. Yeah, for years when I was uh, when I was playing, matter of fact, I didn't own an effects processor until the second time I played it at uh, Cass County. Mm. The whole time playing at Tuffy's all the way through Big Creek, the first time I was there, it was literally it, straight into a guitar amp. Yeah. I didn't. When somebody asked me about an effects processor the first time, I'm like, "What the heck's that?" Yeah, what is that? I mean, I was too, I was too poor to pay attention, let alone right. you know buy effects and stuff like that. So it wasn't until I went out with Joe, and Joe was saying, "Hey, you need this effect on this song," and this, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And it. I had no clue. I, hmm. I, honest to God, had no clue. Right. Because, just like you said, it was all in my hands and just that cable going into the amp. Yeah. Now, you know, being a tele player, thank God for compression. I think most of us will say you got to have a little compression on a telecaster, you know? Sure, sure. And after I figured out what they were, then I knew enough to be dangerous with them, maybe. <laughs> it's like, I, I think now, and this is, this is, in all God's honesty here, I think this guy right here in Kansas City probably has the best tone of any guitar player I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, God. AJ, he I does have – it's good. <laughs> it's he's, good. He's got ears. I'm so proud of this guy yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's – he stole every lick I know and then some. And I'm a pretty good thief myself, but he stole everything I know. And then he makes it sound better. Oh, God. So, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's, again, guitar players are, are you know, um, it, the good ones. You can make it sound uh, amazing. 
um, with anything. Like I said, you can plug it into a, you know, a cardboard box and it's going to sound great. Right. You know, um, so now we, we, uh, we graduated to the, from the Cass County thing. And is that when you went to, no, because what I was actually doing there for a while after I came back and went back to work for Cass County, you know, I've always been an opera show guy, good, clean cut young man and everything doing me. <laughs> yeah. Until I got an opportunity to play six nights a week at, uh, General's Inn. And I did that. But now when I first went down there, my deal with them was, and I was surprised they did this. They just really wanted me to play down there, evidently. I said, I will play uh, Monday through Friday for you, but I can't do Saturday. I've already got a commitment because I wanted to, you know, stay, stay, you know, down there at the show. And I did Monday through Friday. We did 8 to 240 almost every night. Yeah. And there were some nights if the crowd was light, they'd let us go home early. Well, at that same time, I went to work at a machine shop, actually learning a trade. All right. And so I would work at the shop from 7 to 3.30, mm-hmm. go home, maybe take a little nap, get up, get cleaned up, get to the club by 8 o'clock when this first set started, play yeah. till whatever, yeah. get a couple more hours of sleep. I did that for probably three years. Right, right. I forgot about yeah. boy, I forgot about the generals. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> How do you forget about that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a um, deal. Yeah. <laughs> Never had. It was a good place, though. It was fun. Yeah, it well, was a fun place. And that was, let me tell you, that was the biggest um, country honky-tonk in Kansas City for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because the Beaumont Club then wasn't very big, and, and even the uh, guitars and Cadillacs mm-hmm. we had in Westport wasn't very big. Right. Uh, before they moved to Olathe, and then it became bigger. But right. uh, yeah, no, General's General's Inn was yeah, it was a big club. It was. Um, when did that place uh, cease? What's well, uh, Funky Town right now? Oh, is that what that that's, is? Yeah, yeah that's, oh, okay. Yeah, so oh, gotcha. It wasn't um, near as funky when I was there, but, right? <laughs> but it was that Honky was Town. Yeah, Honky Town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a. It was a great place to go hear music and and. Uh, and they had some big shows come through there. General's Inn always had some had some good talent yeah. coming through. Um, you know, you're you're playing. You know, you're honing your craft at, and every night, every day, doing that thing. Um, and one of the cool things is because you know uh, I'm kind of a nerd about certain things. Uh, I love steel guitars. I love steel guitars. Yeah, me too. And uh, and and I I love playing with a steel guitar player because they they add so much. Uh, feeling and everything to music and yep. even when they're playing fast and just ripping it's awesome it yep. gives so much you know energy um but you got to make one of the baddest steel guitars on the planet yeah you're making zums yeah you're making zum steels and and i mean that's cool right yeah. there that's pretty awesome yeah i got i got to be um real good friends with bruce <clears throat> zumsteg and um uh, Jerry Mays, Terry, yeah. my guitar mentor's brother, Jerry, had a machine shop in Belton. I ended up working for him for about 14 years, Yep, learning a trade, learning how to machine. And, uh, yeah, I made all the key heads and necks and end plates and just almost anything that shined on one of those guitars. I yeah. made that up there at Jerry's. And then, uh, like I say, was fortunate enough to uh, become good friends with Bruce and went to a couple of steel guitar shows with him and... Got to meet a lot of neat folks through him as well. And that you know? guy, that just that guy, he forgot more about steel guitars than I've heard <laughs> I've heard one of the one of the greatest steel guitar players in Kansas City, Bob DeMoss. Mm-hmm. He says Bruce plays more steel guitar tuning up 
than most of the rest of us know, period. <laughs> Just him noodling around as he's tuning, and, and, and I can't hardly disagree with him. He's, he's a master at that instrument. I've only, I've only got to hear him play one time. And it was at a steel. It was at the steel guitar thing. Uh, was it not in Europe? Was um, and um, oh, you're. I bet you're thinking of Bill Job's big picnic jam. Yeah, but 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 Bruce was there. Yeah, and oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. He's scary good when he wants to be. It, it, he was just sitting there, not even like they're like, okay, you know, everybody's taking turns, and then he would just sit there and watch and watch, and then he was like, they'd nod. Yeah. And he would just start going, and it never looked like he was doing anything crazy. Like he wasn't yeah. moving around. Like some of those guys, man, their feet and going. I don't, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, feet paddling around and moving yeah. and levers and kicking bars and things. And he just sat there, kind of nonchalantly, and was just melting this yeah. instrument. Yeah, and the thing, <laughs> and everybody's sitting there going, like all the other players are looking at him, like. What an ass, man! Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I, and then they're like, "I'm not playing next. You go." Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. You follow that. <laughs> yeah. So I got to hear him one time, and uh, I've, I've talked to him a couple times. Great guy, super yeah. great, nice guy. But it was just one of those things, man. And I see people out on the road with Zum steels. Yeah. You know, steel players all around the world have them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm like. <laughs> I know that guy. I know that guy. You know, I know, and I know probably who made that stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. So, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's th- yeah. those. That's that's just awesome. Um, so uh, then now, let's. Uh, so that would be coming out of that would be Lewisburg. Um, yeah, shortly shortly after the after I left Generals Inn, I got back into doing the shows. And that's where I went back to, to the Big, Big Creek. Creek. Big Creek. That's and right. I played Big Creek for a number of years every Saturday night. Yep. So that's where I saw you the first time. Yeah. It was during that time. And you period. were probably just a pup then the first time. <laughs> About 90, probably 95, 96. And how old were you in 95, 96? 12, 13. Mm hmm. Then that make me feel old. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, I was doing I was doing Big Creek on Saturday nights, and then I started playing uh, for our mutual friend that we lost a couple years ago, Brad Rigby. Yeah, Bradley had a little um, uh, tavern down in what? Lincoln, Missouri. So cool. That boy was on his goose grease. Yeah, I'm telling you, he was. He was. He, but he was a hillbilly, but the real deal. Yes, man. sir. Yes, sir. And a fine steel guitar player. Just a fun. He was a fun guy. Yeah, and his place, Bradley's. Oh. That was that was a staple. If you wanted to hear the real the real so country good. music, I mean, the way it was back in the day, so good. If you used to go to Tootsie's and and in, in Nashville back in the day and hear a band, that That's, was what you would have heard. One hundred percent. And they could they threw down. Oh yeah, all those guys. Everybody he would bring in from the bass player yeah. to it didn't matter. Yeah, it was just. It was right on time every time. I, I I tell everybody that's where I got my PhD in honky tonk uh, music right there. Had because, to have been. I mean, learning from those guys. I, you know, when they would set the groove down there, the piano player that we had, Sonny uh, Sonny Clark, his left hand and Dave, our upright bass player, Dave Owens. Uh-huh. When they would play together, it's like they were connected at the brain. It was just mm-hmm. something you had to feel and hear to believe. Yeah, it was so good that I, I kid you not, I would have been content to just play rhythm guitar all night long and would have had a smile from ear to ear and been as content to play that. Yep, because we had a fiddle player that would come in on Sunday nights. We had Bradley playing steel. Sonny was a phenomenal. He he was like Pig Robbins. He yeah. was very tasteful, like Pig yep. Robbins on the piano. Yep. And and always had a great rhythm section. Um, Will Moffat, great uh-huh. drummer from around town. Oh, he, Will played down there for a number of years. Yeah, 
Um, and so they always had good players down there, and, and it really was. It was like they're, again, going to school. And I, I went with my folks one night, and – they kicked off. I want to say you kicked off swinging doors or something. It was a shuffle, mm-hmm. and it didn't stop. Yeah, the song never stopped. <laughs> it was like, and they went and then you're like, okay, cool. You know, swinging doors, and then Fraulein, Fraulein. I mean, you're like, what? What hell yeah. we already? <laughs> and then right into another one, right into another one, right into, and it never stopped. It was probably 15 minutes of shuffle, but it never was bad. I got it, it. Never was. You know what I mean? It was so uh, yeah. cool. It was so cool. Well, you know, Bradley was one of those places where he'd bring in, you know, some of the, the Nashville stars, you know, and I never will forget. He brought in Johnny Lee. You know, looking for love and Cherokee cowboy. <laughs> not a, not a lot of western swing in Johnny's. Oh. You know, in his big hits. But oh. let me tell you, the guy knew help. this stuff. Absolutely. So it didn't take long for him to come in and hear what kind of band it was that we had, and he realized that. Look, I got to do looking for love because that's my big hit. Mm-hmm. I got to do that one. But he kind of just scrapped the whole rest of his set. So let's just play. And him and Dave Owens, they they just they kind of clicked. You know, both had great big voices. Yep. You know, Dave sounded like Ray Price. You oh, know, yeah. and yeah, and, yeah. And let me tell you, Johnny, <laughs> Dave sounded better than Ray Price. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I mean, really, honestly, <laughs> he was phenomenal. Yeah. And, and Johnny, I got to tell you, he's so much better live than oh, on yeah. his records. And I, yeah, I, yeah. a lot of people don't know that. And, he, and his, <laughs> his records are great. But I, I kid you not, just like you just said. Him and Dave, they went back and forth. One would sing a shuffle tune. The other one would come back with another shuffle tune, and it, and it was literally 15, 20 minutes long. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, the crowd ate it up. We had the most fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I never will forget that show. I mean, that is just one of those for the books. Johnny came in. He's like, okay, well, we're doing shuffles tonight. And yeah, by and that's what we you did. did. We laid it on them. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so it was, what, 2004 maybe when, when – uh... Yeah, we actually opened up in Lewisburg in 2000. Okay, all right. So we opened up there, and um, and at the time, we were playing Friday nights. Yeah. I was still doing Saturdays at, in, Big, Creek. at Big Creek. Yep. And uh, Bill and Brenda Harris, um, yep. they were, um, you know, they 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 had bought that Rutlater complex out there in Lewisburg. They, and at the time, it was just a row of buildings is all it was. It was yep. shops. It was a furniture store and mm-hmm. knickknacks, and it was... It was just kind of a an 1880s Western town is what they wanted it to look like. Right. And he really had no great ideas of what he wanted to do. And my cousin, Dave Irvin, who, uh, um, you know, him and his wife, Beth, they yep. do singing and everything. They oh, travel yeah. all yeah, over yeah, the yeah. country now. He just happened to drive by there, and he saw that big old building, the, the one that ended up becoming the theater, and it was just a shell. It was just a, a butler building with absolutely yeah. nothing in it. And he met with Bill, and he says, uh, what are your plans for this building? He says, well, I don't know. He says, uh, I'd love to have uh, a country show or something in here at some point in time. He says, because I think I'm, I'm going to put an RV park out here on the side. That was before yeah. any plans were drawn up for that or anything. Right. And Dave says, well, you know, i got a cousin that plays guitar, and he, he could put together a, a whale of a band for you. And so they actually came down to Bradley's. Mm-hmm. Met me down there, and then we discussed what we could do over at uh, Lewisburg. And I went over and I saw the building. I never forget. I walked in this great big old building. I'm like, "You want to do what?" There's, I mean, we were out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, as the Harrises do, man, they get an idea and they're go getters. They they put it together. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we put a really fine band in down there and uh, <laughs> had that, a lot of fun for yeah. a lot of years. It was fun. That was a fun show. Um, when I came home, obviously uh, I got the phone call. You were like, "Hey, why don't you come?" Sing some songs, man. Absolutely. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'd love to. So went down, started doing, I started doing Big Creek, started doing the Northtown Opry, started just doing some operas on the weekends. Yep. It was to kind of keep me um, singing, you yeah. know, basically, because um, now I got a real job, you know, doing that whole thing. And, and uh, I remember um, I, I came down and, and Bill and them were like, hey, why don't you just become part of the show? Yeah. Just be here every week. Because right. that's when we moved to Saturday. Yep. And like we're moving to Saturday, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know. I said, yeah, you know. And he said, look, I, I'm not, I can't pay you a lot, but it's, it's just, it's just being part of the show and right. blah blah blah. And and I thought about it. And I thought, you know what? Okay, let's do it. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. Um, the band was always good. It was always really solid. Yeah. There was never a time when you're like, oh, the band just, God, they're just not getting it. It was never that way. Right. And and fortunately, again. You playing in town, doing all the Opry shows. You knew all the players yeah. to go, hey, I need a guy. We need a good drummer. We need a good piano player. Yeah. We had Angie for a while. Right. Angie Larson. And, uh, you know, and then there, then oh, Stu and, and uh, Pat Pierce. Pat, <laughs> Frank Pat, Brown. Pat Pierce. Dan Doran. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you we know what I mean? Great so, some great piano player, great, and, and bass players. And then, and then along comes. Along comes AJ. Yeah. Along comes yeah. AJ. Our little hidden surprise. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, and, oh, and here boy. he is. He's surprise. He, here's a guy that knows none of these songs. Here we go. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you know what? So here's the thing. I remember. I remember when AJ showed up. Um, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's like 12. Yeah. This kid's 12 years old. He doesn't. Yeah. He's not gonna know shit. You know what I mean? That's what I'm oh, thinking. Yeah. And and he literally and, and no and and you you were playing and you were like, okay, what key A? Yeah. Okay. And he played and I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's good. Um. And 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 that's that was the kind of good thing about those shows, man. Yeah. Because it, they had come together. Uh, the other fun thing. Was like you said, the, talking about the the oldies rock and roll mm-hmm. shows. Those were fun, man. Oh my god, a lot of work, too uh, much work, but too much work. Fun. But, but you know what was awesome? You know, uh, it was one of those things where, uh, for a guy like me, who you know, I'm just a, a you know, I'm a singer, so just a country singer. Um, but to go and be able to do some old rock and roll stuff, it was fun to learn some of that old stuff. He was a country singer till he put on the Elvis album. That's right. Yeah, we were just and actually talking out. about that last yeah. week. Look yeah. Out. yeah. So and then and then that you know and and here's the thing. Again, I'm not that smart, so it's not real hard. You ain't got to twist my arm to have a good yeah, time. You right. know what I mean? So for me to wear an Elvis suit was kind of like. Okay, I'm yeah. in. You know, what do I got to do? Uh, I'm a hunk of hunk of whatever you need me to be tonight. That's <laughs> that, right. That's right. <laughs> and I remember that was probably one of the fun, the one of the most fun times um, when I rode in on that Harley Davidson. Oh, yeah. Come through the crowd on a Harley <laughs> in this Elvis.
Elvis yeah. jumpsuit. Right. You know, here I'm like, this is this has got to be. I hope somebody has it on film. Somewhere. Wasn't that like a like a 48 oh, something? It was, it was something. a vintage, beautiful bike. Yeah, it was that cool. We had borrowed from one and, of our regulars there, <laughs> and he was yeah. he was like, you just make sure. Have you ever ridden? I was like, yeah, I grew up riding motorcycles, so I know how to ride. He's like, okay, good. Uh, make sure you just keep clutching it because it'll die. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I come in and I had to ride it one time in before anyone got in there. I had to ride to make sure that it wasn't the front end wasn't going to wash out mm-hmm. or something on that slick concrete. Oh, yeah. Floor. Right. Yeah. So, no and then here I am in these patent white leather boots <laughs> that are slicker than snot. Yeah. Oh my God. So, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and that was kind of like a family oriented whole, the whole thing was kind of, like family, everybody, you know, the band and everybody, it was all like cool. You know, yeah. everybody was really cool. And, and even though, uh, you know, we, we all did different things and came from a different area or mm-hmm. different, you know, like, oh, I'm, I came from the road, you know, I was mm-hmm. that guy. And, and these people came from this and mm-hmm. this guy was a church guy. And right. that's all, he, you know, it didn't matter. We all got together, had some of the better, I mean, literally had some of the better musicians you're going to be able to hear. Uh, and, 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 um, Especially around here, I mean, there's not a lot of better people than what was on that stage, singers well, and the singers that we had. I think what made that show maybe musically a cut above, because like I said, there was always it was always great shows around mm-hmm. and everything, and each of them did their own, you know, great things individually yeah. and everything. I think what kind of what our calling card was is that we we really strived musically to play either as close to the record or as tasteful, we may not have played it just like the record, but we everybody down there, you know, with the exception of AJ when he was a young whippersnapper because he didn't, <laughs> didn't have all that much experience. Right. But, but by golly, we learned him down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> most of the guys that we had, they knew enough about mm-hmm. when to play, when not to play, right. how to play, how to compliment the next guy. Mm-hmm. And it was almost, I don't want to say cookie cutter, when, when somebody would leave, because, you know, I mean, when you have a band like that, you have turnover, different musicians, mm-hmm. they get different opportunities. Yeah. And it seemed like we were so fortunate that if someone left, I had another name, another somebody like, well, yeah, this one could do the this one could do yeah. the gig, and we'd plug them in, and it's just like we just pick up and take off. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And AJ, you know, like I say, he – you were all of what twenty two or something like that. I think it was twenty one. Twenty one when I first started yeah. playing down there. Yeah, yeah. twenty one when he started yeah. playing bass, and and I had no idea none that he played guitar whatsoever. Right. <laughs> you know he was playing bass on the show, and and he was doing a fine job. And then I never will forget one day at um, it was actually after rehearsal. I think I'm getting copies of the the list printed up, the show list printed up. And I'm kind of walking through our little rehearsal room that we had yeah, in the back. Yeah. And as I'm headed towards my office, I hear somebody playing what I assumed was my guitar and just playing the fire out of the doggone thing. I'm just playing. I'm like, holy cow, who is that? I walk around. I peek around, and it's him. And he's just burning it up. I'm like, it just was just totally shocked. I'm like, dude, when did you start learning to play guitar? And he said, oh, I've always been a guitar player. I didn't know that. He said, I'm, I just play bass because you need, I wanted the gig. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay. So, so then it's like we kept playing this one song. I can't even remember what it was, but it, it was, it, 
Well, he kept screwing up in the same place every time in this song. Oh, that could have been anything. <laughs> and he, but he finally admitted that it was like, I'm like, why are, why are you missing this this change right here or something? He's like, because I'm watching your hands trying to figure out how it is you're playing that lick. You know, he, he was stealing yeah. every daggum thing that I knew, which wasn't well, much, but. Hey, that's what you do. <laughs> paid right? off for him. Yeah. That's what you do. I it guess. paid off for him. Yeah. I, man, like I said, that this is, this is what our. Our uh, podcast is about. This is what we do. We just have it's conversation. It's it's just cool. It's fun. It's easy. Um, okay, so uh, now uh, Lewisburg's gone. Yep, the Opry's done. Right. Um, you kind of said, "Hey, I'm going to take some time off. I haven't really had time off right. since I was a little kid." Yeah. You know, I haven't yeah. I haven't really put my guitar down. When most people work. 30, 30 years at a job, they get to retire. I thought, well, at least I could take a few months off, you know. Yeah. So, and I'm sure your phone, you're, you're like, oh, man, this first week has been really not, I have no one's, and then, hey, man, wait, can you play tonight? Can you, can you come up? You're like, no, no, forget my number. Yeah. You know? I told you to never call me here. <laughs> I, I did get good at saying no there for a while. You know, it's like, no, I don't think I want to do that. You know, so now, now it's fun. Now you're just yeah. getting to play for fun. You're getting right. to, you know, you don't, it, it's like, okay, hey, I have a gig this weekend. Perfect. Right. That's it. I don't have one next weekend. I'm right. good. I'm free. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So that's when it gets fun. Are you having more fun now, you think, playing? Or is it or is it just you get to play and it's always fun, that kind of thing? Well, you know, I mean, as it enjoy, always is. Enjoy, okay, time out. Let me, let, me say, let me rephrase this. Are you enjoying playing more now that it's not an every weekend kind of thing? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you've got music in you, if you're mm-hmm. a musician – once you hit the stage and the show is going, yeah, you're having a ball. And if you ain't having a ball, then you need to just quit playing altogether. Absolutely, hundred percent. Now we all can agree that the whole setting up and tearing down and <laughs> That's driving, what we get paid for driving eight hours across the state of Kansas, <laughs> looking at absolutely nothing. Yeah, uh, that's not the most fun job in the world. <laughs> you you do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, listen. Guys. I wouldn't have said that, but I'm sure glad you did. <laughs> no, listen. I've I played that fair twice. Have you? Yeah, I've I've put myself through that twice well you know <laughs> and, what i have too and uh, lived to tell about it twice you know, but I just yeah well, just barely god bless that's the armpit of the world if it ain't it's got to be right next door <laughs> no you know what they're great people though they're nothing against people. those it's, people you get to yeah, no right. no listen honestly it's it's just so far out there it's far, it, it's so far away from everything that's why they don't have fair rides right because it's just a 4-h fair because the fair ride people the people who put on the 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 carnies yeah Matt ought to tell you something. Yeah. When the carnies are like, yeah, you're a little too far out, bud. (laughs) (laughs) When you can't even get a good waffle out (laughs) there, you know, you got trouble. Yeah, yeah. No, No, so anyway. They are good people. And, you know, we've always had fun every time we got out there. Yeah. But it's there again. It's the stuff that leads up to getting your foot on the stage. That's what we do. That's what we get paid for. That's what we get paid for. That's what we get paid for. Because doing the show, that's fun. Yep, absolutely. You know, I'd do that for a cheeseburger. I'd do about anything for a cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. uh, That's a whole nother podcast so <laughs> anyway so yeah. we you know so now you're playing just as you want to kind of um you know i mean not as you really as you want, you're you're playing with a group kind of doing that thing with delisa and, and yeah those people. so and so so what we've decided to do um you know the last couple of years we've done uh country rewind has been the name uh-huh. of the group and we had uh you know my 
I call him my brother from another mother, Mike Bowman. Yep. Uh, Mike's a great singer, as you mm-hmm. know. He was yeah. singing in that group, and Delisa, myself. He's all right. Yeah, he, you know, he do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For a hairy-legged guy, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but we had, um, basically, the band was Middle Creek. Yeah. Bob DeMoss and Jamie Malone, who, yep. you know, has turned into a, quite a fine little bass player yeah. and can sing yeah. the alphabet and bring you to tears. She's amazing. And Brad Meadows, Brad... Um, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier about, um, you know, how, you know, I've known some of these different players throughout the years. Well, Brad yeah. was the drummer, not when I first started at Tuffy's, but before I left Tuffy's, I was, was about 13 when he and I started working together. He wow. was the drummer up there. Yeah, yeah. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, the whole time we put the show together in Lewisburg, yeah, he was the drummer from day one down there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And has been with me all these years. <laughs> So we did the country rewind thing. Mike decided he wanted to take uh, some time off. He wanted to kind of get away from it. They right. wanted to vacation a little bit more. And so I got to thinking about it. I was like, I think this year, instead of doing a country rewind, I want to do Elijah Chastain of Middle Creek. And then we we're going to feature Delisa Dawn. We'll have her come out and do her own you know, 20-minute segment or whatever of the show. Uh-huh. And that's how we're going to approach the fairs this year. Oh, okay. Doing it that way. Because... In a sense, it was Middle Creek that they were seeing when we go to these fairs anyway. It was right. the Middle Creek show, right. you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I want to be able to feature the guys in the band more like we did at the show, be able to feature Jamie a little more. Right. Her and I are going to do a bunch of duets and stuff. Sure, sure. Um, hopefully, um, we'll just lay the real deal down on folks. But I'm doing that. Um you know, uh, probably we'll be doing Big Creek ever so often. Mm-hmm. Um, got to heal up from this uh, shoulder surgery right, here. I haven't right, touched right, a guitar right. in a couple months now. so how, I'm, Yeah, how is that? It's sore. I bet. I had physical therapy this afternoon, and <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's killing me yeah. right now. Yeah, where do you go to Cirque, or where are you going? No, actually, um, I'm really blessed. I'm blessed in so many ways. I mean, the Lord's just been good to me. But one of the ways he's been good to me is this current job that I have. Uh-huh is in Lenexa as uh-huh. a machining engineer. And when I hired in over there, they asked me, what well, you know, would it take me to get me over there? And I said, well, one of the things that I'd really like <clears throat> is to be able to take my wife to work. And my wife had uh, ocular melanoma a few years mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And so they were so good. They were like, well, you pick what hours you want to work, and we'll just make it work. So wow. four days a week, I drive my wife to work. Yeah, I pick her up, and I take her home. Well, it just so happens that... Um, was it PT Solutions? I think it is. Went in right above the office above where my wife works. Oh wow! So you just stop so, in, do the so, therapy, and then yeah. pick her up and go home. Yeah. So Monday I go in. I uh, I leave work about you know fifteen minutes early. Yeah. I leave. I get my therapy in. I pick her up. I I get done as soon as she gets off work. We go home. Wednesday is her early day. That's the day she drives herself. It's my early day. I open the plant at 4.45 in the morning. God bless. Yeah. yeah, that's an early day. Yeah. But I, you know, I get there by 2 o'clock, and I do my therapy, and I'm done. So it's just, it's been such a blessing, though, because it's right on the way. I don't have to drive way out of the way. I don't have to take a bunch of time out of my schedule to do that. Right. And right. so um, the shoulder's getting better every day. You know, um, I won't be uh, any, entering any Frisbee or horseshoe <laughs> contest anytime soon. Right, right. But it's getting better. 
Um, and uh, you know, I'm hoping to be playing in the next couple months anyway. Yeah, so yeah. that'd be good. Doc Doc initially said six months before I would hold a guitar. I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. Well, um, you, you know, you can always do get one of those guitar stands that you stand in behind it. Well, play. that's the thing right there. Is oh, just getting, that arm just like out right there. That's oh, that's about it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, was it rotator cuff? Is that what rotator it, yeah. cuff? Yeah, yeah that's uh, that. You know, it's my mom's had it, um, and uh, I'm sure I'll I need it every day. I wake up, my my shoulders feel like they're gonna break, and and I'm like, why? I, yeah, you know, I didn't do anything, but it's like, oh, right there. You're yeah. like, and every once in a while you get a like a little catch. You're In like, that right spot. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of pee a little bit. You're like, oh, yeah, that's good. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's I, awesome. I can't say I've ever done that. Just for the <laughs> record, in case anybody's wondering, did I pee? If I, you know, no, it was not me. <laughs> well, dude, I appreciate you coming over and hanging out and telling the stories because, you know, like I said, it's it's always it's always great um, to have friends that that do what you do. You know what I mean, and right, and, right. and we've been friends. Like I said, I think six years. I, I moved to Belton when I was six. So um, I got a picture of you, me, and Robin Pooch. Did you see that on the Facebook in the in the talent in show? the talent show? Yeah, absolutely, yep. the SOS band. That's right, That's Sons right. of South. Yeah, yeah. Sons of South. Yeah, that's because uh, your daddy's group was what Journey South. Journey South. That's right. It's crazy, but yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. we've known each other forever and ever, and and yeah. um, been able to been able to play a lot, you know, at the shows. And yeah. and uh, I remember one time I called Elijah, our guitar player, got hurt. I can't remember what happened to Kenny, and he was he was like he couldn't play, he was right. sick or something like deathly ill, and he was in the hospital. I called Elijah, I said, "Hey man, uh, we need a guitar player now." And he was like, "Oh, what for what?" And I'm like, uh, "Like literally, you're gonna have to leave tomorrow. I'm gonna pick you up, and we're going to Oklahoma, and <laughs> yeah. you're gonna play at this nightclub in Oklahoma with us." And yep. and you were like, "Oh, okay, you know, is there a set list?" So luckily, we had enough cover tunes that yeah. everybody knew that yeah. we threw in there. And the originals, I remember listening to the original stuff that we did in the truck on the way down. Yeah. He's charting them out. Like listening, play that again. Yeah, play that again. Yeah. You know, and and uh, it was all, but it worked. It worked yeah. great. It was good. It, it was it, fun time. It, sure yeah, was. it was. It was awesome. So, so yeah, I appreciate you coming up and hanging out with us in the uh, in the uh, studio here yeah. in our little. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were in the basement, man. Well, <laughs> we hey, moved up in the world. You're moving on up. Yeah, we, we moved up. Can't move up any farther. This is it. So we're at <laughs> the top. This is it. Well, I really appreciate you guys asking me down. This yeah. is uh, it's been fun, and uh, it's always good hanging out with your friends. So yeah, sure. appreciate you guys. How may I help you? Surprise! You're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What am I doing? What are you doing? Well, I'm doing my podcast. Are you like right now at this very moment you are doing your podcast? We, you are on a podcast, my friend. 
I love being on a podcast. <laughs> I have the perfect face for a podcast. <laughs> you do. You do. All right. I got to introduce you real quick. So everybody, I just called my uh, former road manager, Randy Foster. Um, Randy was out with me right after the X Factor um, and out for a while. And and uh, great guy. Just a lot of fun. Um, and uh, best road manager I ever had. Oh, that was very kind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I barely ever got fired. What's that? I barely ever got fired. I, I know, just that one time. It was, <laughs> it was just that one time that happened. It was weird, but I don't know. I don't know. There, there was a lampshade and a remote control involved. I don't remember everything. but um, It was a good remote control. I remember that one. <laughs> Man, what are you doing? What are you doing? I am sitting up here in in Seattle, Washington. I just opened up an arena. I'm the, I'm the head of events over here at the new arena, which they've come up with a really silly name for. Um, and um, and I realized all those years in Nashville, I was the most liberal person in the in the entire universe. Right. And here I am, the most conservative person <laughs> that anyone has ever met. <laughs> you they look at you like oh my god <laughs> they look at me like i used to look at rush limbaugh it's right, weird man right right <laughs> right man well dude i haven't talked to you in a while just wanted to call and make sure you're good and and uh everybody good and healthy everyone is healthy uh my daughter is one year old one year away from being able to drink legally that's crazy i know mine is too isn't it it's just it's not it's not normal or right i don't think our, our kids are getting old which means we got old yeah <laughs> we are old that's that's just how it is it's how it is man well dude so um you're running the arena up there mm -hmm. which you used to run the bridgestone in nashville i did yep i did i used to run events with bridgestone yeah 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 so i i listen here's the thing i get a phone call right they're like um my my management company was like okay you need somebody to go out with you on the road as a road manager. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, um, a couple names came up and, uh, one of them was, um, Terry Clark's old road manager, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't remember his name, <clears throat> talked to him on the phone and, uh, everything was all right. And I had these shows coming up in Kansas city. So right after the show, we're coming back home, going to do these two sold out shows at the Midland. And, uh, um, he couldn't do the first run, so I and the other name was Randy Foster, right? This guy, and I'm like, okay, not knowing this guy from Adam, I don't know him. Um, he rides the bus up, you know, um, and and immediately uh, he's just in charge, right? He's just like, here, we need to do this, 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 this. Guys, here you go. Here's your room keys. Here's this. Here's meals. Here's this. And everything's in order. And he's taking care of the band. And I remember the first time. I remember our first conversation. Uh, in in the in the front lounge of the bus, I said, yep. "You take care of these guys because they take care of me. So don't worry about me. I'm okay. You just make sure they're okay. One hundred percent. You know, you make you make sure they're okay first, and then I'm okay sitting on the bus. I'll be okay. You know, um, or whatever. And so just make sure you, you're taking care of them, and and they they get taken care of. And you were like, okay, right on, got it. And and it's that's how it was, and and. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. We had from that day. I remember after that first show. I think it was after the first show, right? Right after yeah. the first show. Um, right after the first meet and greet. Yeah, right after the very first meet and greet, we were on the bus. 
standing there, and and um, you were telling the guy, okay, guys, here, blah blah blah, rooms, blah blah, whatever, um, <clears throat> because the bus was staying there because we did the the two nights thing, and then um, I remember I said, well, what'd you think? And you're like, great, it was awesome, and I'm like, okay, good, you're it. <laughs> and and he he was like, Randy just kind of standing there looking at me like, what? Oh, oh, oh well, okay. <laughs> like that was easy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, no, you fit. You got everybody got along. There was no rub anywhere. Cool, you know. And it, and it was just we had a great group of guys. I had a great group of guys out on that bus. Fantastic and, group of guys. And and uh, there was no pretentiousness. It was just us against the world. That's how we looked at it. Cool. And uh, and every every time the the bus took off, the the thing broke down. And it was just. <laughs> I remember there was there's been there's been so many times. Oh, the the one of the best. Um, we we started a motorcycle gang. Yeah. We started the band. We started a motorcycle gang. We were the zipper. The most appropriate kind of motorcycle gang for Key West, Florida. Yeah, for Key West, Florida. Uh, we were the zipper hickeys. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. And so Colt Prather is, is six foot five, just a giant guy. And he's, we're on these scooters, right? Oh, man. So all you see is his knees all poked out. And, <laughs> and he's on this little bitty scooter we rented. Uh, it was just good times, Randy. They were good times. Right. And, and they were, they were the best of times. They were. Um, and, and one more thing to go on to this is uh, we didn't have enough scooters. That's right. So I had to ride in back of Colt Taylor, <laughs> who was six foot five, and I'm five foot nine, scrawny as all hell. Oh, yeah. Two of and, them on the one And <laughs> the two of, two of us on one scooter, we looked like half of the village people. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good, man. That was, like I said, it was great time. Great times. Well, I need to come up there and play your said arena sometime. Let's figure you that out. You need to. You need to. Figure it out. Country, I'm going to, I'm going to, I can work out. I, I, I have naked pictures of the programmers, so. Well, that's good. Let me, uh, I think they'll let me do whatever I want right now. <laughs> not going to tell you how I got them, Well, <laughs> it was awkward. Well, yeah, well, Hayden, Hayden has the best story. Um, my son flew because I brought him out for a week. I said, you're going to go out with me for a week. You got to work, though. I'm going to pay you. You're a hand. You're going to be a road, roadie. And I said, I'm going to fly you to Nashville. You're going to meet Randy. Randy's going to take you, get you on the bus. I was doing an acoustic thing. So uh, me, Mike, me, Mikey, and Colt were doing acoustic shows, um, and we were going to meet the bus in Louisiana. So I fly Hayden to uh, Nashville. Randy picks him up at the airport, and they go to Randy's house. And then I just – my wife, my wife's like, listen, Randy, that's my baby, Okay. And he's 15, 15, 16 years old this time. So she said, listen, just don't let anything bad happen to him. And Randy's like, yeah, no, we're good. Nothing bad's going to happen. You know, and and then, you know, he got a a very fast life learning. Um, That week he, he grew up. He went from 15 or 16 to like 25. <laughs> but, I think that was the week your wife stopped talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> might have been, might have been. I don't know, but uh, no, it was all it was all good, man. So um, yeah, we just do this podcast. I do a weekly podcast now, and and me and my buddy AJ, and we have different people on, and and um, 
you know, we talk about all kinds of stuff, but we, we just started this surprise. You're on a podcast where we call people in our phone and, and, uh, yeah, you're it, man. Hey, you want one of my ex-wife's phone number? No. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Oh, nope. I just remember the, the one, uh, the, uh, one runner lady that, that, uh, we had out in California, man, that poor girl. Oh, so, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll, yeah. I'll say, I'll say no more. It's going to say, yeah. don't say anything. It's going to get us sued. Maybe that's the week your wife stopped talking to me. <laughs> well, all right, man. Well, I appreciate you answering the phone. I miss you, dude. And, um, let's, you know, call me whenever you're thinking about me. You got it. I think about you all the time, man. That oh. was the best times. All right, brother. I appreciate it. And we'll, we'll talk soon. All right, be okay. real, y'all. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye. That was Randy Foster, my former road manager. Good dude. Just he. Yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. He was he's crazy, dude. He is like he's a psycho. It's awesome. Love him. But uh literally best best one I've, I've ever been around. Best road manager I've ever been around. Cool. Anyway, well that's it. that's it, man. I think we're good, AJ. You good? That was a good one. Yeah, man. That was a good one, man. Cool. So uh cool. Anyway, thanks to Elijah for uh, stopping by and hanging out with us. Um, and um, yeah, so remember, you have to uh, subscribe, uh, leave us a review and a five star rating on Apple Podcast, right? Even if you want to tell us how bad we suck, yeah, just say, man, you just guys put are it terrible. on there with put it on there with a five star rating. Yep, <laughs> give us five star rating. We'll be and good. Say, we are shitty Beatles. We don't care <laughs> as long as you give us that five star rating. We're good. We're good. All right, guys. Well, anyway, thanks for listening uh, to this week, and we will see you soon. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag. Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>